School funding is a sensitive topic. While many think we don't spend enough on schools, others would argue that we spend too much. Having worked with public schools for more than 20 years, I know that administrators and parents are always fighting for more funding. One thing is clear, there will never be a consensus on school funding. Today on Purposeful Pitch, I'm speaking to Sally Andriata, Executive Director of the Grand Rapids Student Advancement Foundation. If you're unfamiliar with school foundations, you're not alone. Education foundations are privately operated, nonprofit organizations established to assist public schools by augmenting, supplementing, or complementing programs and activities currently being provided by the school district. Sally has a long history in leading nonprofit organizations and is a self-proclaimed entrepreneur, implementing strategy to elevate the nonprofit's leadership profile, engaging effective partners, raising awareness, and inspiring action. Join me for a discussion with Sally on why more people don't know what school foundations do and why they're more important than ever. Well, hi, Sally. Welcome to The Purposeful Pitch. Hey, Joe. I'm excited to be here. Great. Now, you've spent uh, much of your career working with uh, nonprofit organizations. Now, is that something that you were intentionally looking to do, or did you just kind of happen to stumble upon it? You know, I think it's a little bit of both. It just makes me laugh when you say that, because... My family has always been philanthropic all their lives, you know, all the way up from my grandmother, grandmother to great grandparents um, have just always been involved in community and always the people that were involved, like sitting on the on the township council and things like that and um, sponsoring uh, events. So I grew up in that world, but I literally was convinced that when I went to college, I was going to get my business degree and I was going to run a huge corporation. Hmm. And our family at the time had a very large corporation that they were a part of. And I went and I sat down with one of my uncles and they said, oh, we're going to create this position for you. And I said, that's not what I want. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So I kind of walked away from it. And I ended up here in Grand Rapids and I had done some retail. I'm originally from here um, and then boomeranged back from California um, in August last year. And yeah, well timed for the, uh, the beautiful yes. winter we had. <laughs> no, it was and a crazy the winter. polar vortex. And yeah, welcome back to Grand Rapids. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know what I said to my husband is, hey, we just got this all out of the uh, way in the first year. So the rest is going to oh, be easy. It'll never be like that again. No. Yeah. No, knock on no wood. Chance. Exactly. But I um, started in retail and then I ended up with a firm called Wonder Gem Lukens. Um, and it was, and we did a lot of nonprofit work. And I, I think that's where the bug got me. Um, I then ended up having children and showing horses, which has nothing to do with that. But um, when I was out in California, um, we were living in Corona, which was what we call the Inland Empire of California. And one of the things the schools was missing was the arts. Mm. Um, and I just happened to have won the March Stand and Drama Award when I was at Leland School. So, you know, I'm just an art, you know, expert, but... Um, do you have that hanging in your office? I do. Yes. Yes. Okay. From high school, the March Stand and Drama <laughs> Award. I don't even remember who March Stand was, but so we, um, we decided to start a, a performing arts school to, to supplement, you know, or to even give arts to the kids in Corona because... It was just so lacking. And that was true across California at the time. You know, arts and sports were the things that were mm-hmm. leaving. Um, so we just started really small. We were competing against another um, uh, organization called Christian Arts Theater, which was CAT. Um, but we knew we had to kind of differentiate ourselves. And at the time in California, I think they still do, but they had year-round schools. So every four to six weeks, 
parents now had no place for their kids, but they were still working. It wasn't just like having spring break or summer break, but you had these two-week time periods where kids had nothing to do. I said, let's do a day camp. And so we did that, and so we had to fundraise. And I look back now at the level where I am in fundraising and everything we did with that little tiny art school and go, holy cow, we never did anything right, but we did it. You know, I, I look at, you know, all the forms and things. It's it's so technical at the level where I'm at, but then it was just grassroots. We used to send stuff in in backpacks. We called it backpack marketing. And that's how we reached parents and funders to actually give us money. And our first year we raised $50,000, which we thought was monumental. Yeah. Um, so, so you got the bug. I got the bug. And uh, from that point, you've followed that bug to different uh, different organizations. Yes. And then I we ended up I ended up on the board of Orange County School of the Arts because my son went there, which was a much bigger um, organization that did it right. So um, and I learned a lot about working with the schools because they were part of the Santa Ana Unified School District. So I had a good connection between schools and and funding and what that looked like. But then I went into community action, did government funding for almost eight, nine years. So coming back to foundation work is a completely different thing than government funding. Yeah, so that's that, how I landed here. You know, how do how do school foundations work and, and why are they necessary? And 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 I ask legitimately uh, because you know I've worked with schools for uh, over 20 years. I don't recall ever coming across foundations, uh, you know, 20 years ago uh, when I was working with uh, closely with public schools, uh, and it's kind of a new phenomenon to me. And, yeah. and I would assume that there are others who aren't really aware of that there are foundations connected to public schools, and what do they do? You know, it really kind of started in California and and some of the bigger states like Massachusetts and Oregon, it, it, more back in the 80s, and a lot of it was really California-based when Prop 13, the, the property tax law went through, it really cut funding to schools. And what you found was that districts with great parents groups and things like that had all this money, and other school districts just were left with, like, like breadcrumbs. Mm. To operate from. And again, it went back to arts and sports was a lot of that. So these foundations were formed. At the time, it was called the hottest new fundraising trend that there was. But it was interesting for me. I understood that on a California level with the Orange County School of the Arts, which was a charter school. But I, you know, just coming into this eight months ago saying, oh, there's so many more than I thought there were. Um, and it's interesting because you can't, I, I looked to try to find what is the actual count of school foundations. I found a number from like 2000 and something that said 4,800, but it's got to be yeah, even like bigger than- 2001, I saw was yeah. the latest report. So it's obviously not something that- Exactly. They're doing studies on. Yeah. If that's the latest, uh, latest exactly. research. Yeah. But um, we had a lot of fun. Um, one of my staff members, Selena, and I went to the National School Foundation um, in San Diego this year, which is great. It was nice to get back <laughs> to California. A little sun in yeah. March. So, um, and it just blew me away. Here's all these foundations from all over the country, and we were able to get great ideas and, and get a little bit of what they do. But really, it comes down to the very basic need of school districts are so taxed right now mm. with having to keep up with the times, to to give the kids the best education, and it includes the changing um, the changing front of technology, and to be able to kick up, to be able to do that, and the funding just isn't there. So these school foundations are so critical to supporting and complementing to convening the resources for them to to really solving as a whole the society's issues. 
You know, how do we how do we prepare these kids to be the next generation of of leaders in our community, our next workforce? Um, we're really looking at the future of Grand Rapids when you look specifically at what um, the Grand Rapids Student Advancement Foundation does for Grand Rapids Public Schools is we provide that gap um, and help them get the students to where we need. But, you know, the, the number that really stands out to me in when I was looking at school foundation funding, typically across the United States, they only meet a 0.3% gap. They only provide for 0.3% of what the school districts need. So foundations are working hard to to support these districts, but even with all the work they're doing, there's still a huge gap in in the funding that's needed for the schools. Huge gap, yes. Especially if you want to keep in the extracurriculars like sports and music and and, uh, other arts. Uh, so, what are what are some of the uh, the challenges that you're seeing here? Uh, challenges and opportunities. I don't yep. want to be uh, overly negative. So, what are let's look at it that way. What are the opportunities that you see? Here there are always opportunities to me, Joe. There are always opportunities. I, I like to just turn that around and say it's always an opportunity. Um, our opportunity is really to make more, pe- more people aware of who we are. Um, to we always laugh that we're the best kept secret, hmm. um, but. In saying that, we also have some amazing support. I mean, you really look at, we're lucky enough to be in a, in a city that's recognized as one of the greatest philanthropic cities in, in the United States. So we do have really good support and people that do really hard work to support that. So we're lucky. With all the foundations in the state, I said, I think that we're one of the the luckiest and the one of the, the most well-funded um, that there is. But it's, again, n- not even, it's not even a drop in the bucket, you know, when you consider all the things that we need to do. Um, so it's really reaching out to all the community and letting us know who we are, making them aware of who we are. And that's the importance of it to, to, to convene the people and to rally the support behind the schools mm. and, and make them aware of the importance of that. When my, my first Mindshare speech, I really said to the whole audience and I looked at them, I said, this band member, we brought in the whole band from um, from one of the high schools. I said, that band member, that could be your next marketing director right there. That could be the next president of your company. Don't you want to invest in that? It's an investment in this community, which this community knows. But how do we get them to recognize that um, we got to start and the schools? Well, I think, uh, as we talked about a little bit earlier, is I think there's that, there's that not many people know yes. that there is that large of a uh, of a need. Yeah. Uh, they understand that there is potentially some some funding gap, but not to the extent of uh, of where it really is. Yep. Uh, and you know how without uh, foundations such as yours uh, that a lot of the uh, activities wouldn't be available to these to these yep. children. And Can I give you two examples? Sure, please. So you know one of our really wonderful programs that um, is a huge part of the Student Advancement Foundation is our Great Sports, Great Kids program. Kids in Grand Rapids Public Schools would not be able to play sports. They do the pay to play because it's pay to play. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now we're at the middle school level. um, And the importance of that is, you know, these are kids that didn't have sports before. So they'd walk onto a high school field with, you know, competing against kids that have been playing since they were like eight, right? And especially on the football team, they're getting killed. You know, <laughs> they don't want to even come back after the first day. Of, you know, the first game. It's horrible. So, how do we prepare these kids for that? Yeah. that's a good program. And, and athletics is, you know, while it seems that it it's not as important as uh, academics. Yes. 
and I'm not going to here to argue that it is as important, yep. but there are tremendous benefits to sports yes. uh, from a learning how to compete, yep. uh, learning about adversity and how to overcome it, team learning how to be a teammate, exactly. uh, which is critical because, you know, Ryan, my producer is yep. probably the worst teammate that we have. Uh, and, you know, it, it just, it, he probably didn't play sports as a kid. That's probably it. <laughs> I'm convinced of that. Um, the other one is arts. It just, it, I, I always come back to that because I come from an arts background. You know, that's where I started. Grand schools wouldn't have arts without us. Mm. Period. The end. That's it. So it is so important that that program just is sustained and that, and that we are able to grow it because, and I'm sure you know this after being in the, you know, working with schools, there are undeniable studies about what arts does for learning. I mean, and yeah. and you never know where inspiration or, and, exactly. and where that career path is going to be built yes. from. Yep. Uh, you know, is it going to be arts? Yep. You know, maybe you're going to be a graphic designer, but without yep. arts, you never would have come across that. No. Uh, or, you know, maybe you're going to be a videographer and have a, a special skill set, yep. uh, but without the arts, uh, you know, that, that would not have been a path for you. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's, there's, Certainly benefit to, uh, you know, and I'm not saying anything that's, uh, you know, my earth shattering here. I mean, this is, as you say, there are studies, yep. uh, but it all comes down to paying for these programs. Exactly. And, you know, certainly English, math, science, all of those are, are critical components of, of uh, the education of, uh, of a child. But so, too, are these extracurricular programs. They add value. Yes, um, Julie Ridenauer from Steelcase, um, I sat down and had breakfast with her the other day and she sent me an article um, that was just fascinating to me called The Whole Child mm. and how that is so important, not just to the schools, not just us, but for the community. We really should be looking at the whole child. That means, you know, how do we how do we get them in the seats? How do we make sure that they have food? How do we make sure they have a jacket? You know, we have this great principles. A home. I mean, there's home. Exactly. there have been a number of articles recently that yes. focused on the growing number yep. of homeless students. Yep. And again, that's not something 20 years ago uh, when I was working with uh, schools on Long Island yep. that I recall. Yeah. It, maybe it was a factor, but yep. it wasn't really anything that uh, uh, the, the, the majority of the public was aware of. Exactly. Uh, and it's and it's a, a real issue. Yep. And we talk about us, you know, I've said we're conveners. Um, those are the things that, you know, we really kind of pride ourselves on is looking at those. I'm sitting down with Cheryl Schutch of um, Family Promise. Um, we had an incident over the summer where one of the kids, GRPS kids, was getting kicked out of housing for $200. Mm. But we don't typically do a lot of this stuff over the summer. It's like, oh, we need to figure out how we address this during the summer also. So it's not something that we take on, but then we sit down and we talk to the agencies that are really good at that and say, how can we work with you to identify these people? So um, that's a great advantage to what we can do. One of our really good opportunities is bringing people together to support the district. If people want to uh, want to reach you folks, they should go to, what's the website address again? grsaf.org. Um, we also have an Instagram page. We have a Facebook page where um, if you look at school newsletter for anything for um, Grand Rapids Public Schools, we typically have an article in there. So um, there are ways to reach out to us um, and ask us, you know, how they can support. Um, but again, coming to our events, will tell you a lot more, but we're always, you know, we're always willing to pick up the phone and have a conversation if people have questions. Um, so we love that. Well, appreciate you coming on the Purposeful Pitch, Sally. Thanks, uh, Joe. And all the best to, to you and the foundation. Thank you. We're looking forward to a great year.